Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Suffolk County Legislator-elect Catherine Stark pleaded not guilty to charges of driving under the influence of drugs at her arraignment in Riverhead yesterday and was released without bail. Stark, 60, who had spent the night at Riverhead Town Police Headquarters, pleaded not guilty before Judge Lori Hulls in Riverhead Town Justice Court on Monday morning after police accused Stark of displaying signs of drunk-like behavior and slurred speech following a traffic stop Sunday. She is charged with driving while ability impaired by drugs a misdemeanor. Stark told police she took one to two oxycodones, according to the Riverhead police officer who made the arrest. Vera Chinese reports on Newsday.com that Stark's attorney, Stephen Lasquadro of Rocky Point, reiterated Monday morning that she was under the influence of medication prescribed to treat previously undisclosed cancer, not illegal drugs, and that she would be vindicated in court. She requests privacy, of course, at this time to deal with her continuing medical condition and the fight that she's engaged in. Lasquadro, who also represents the Suffolk Republican Committee, said outside the courthouse on Monday. But she does look forward to bringing forth all of those facts and circumstances at an appropriate time and making the court aware of what has truly transpired. Stark, a Republican who served as a legislative aide for nearly two decades, defeated Democrat Catherine Kent, a former Riverhead Town Councilwoman, in the November election. She is expected to be sworn in in early January. 39 grants totaling $12 million have been awarded to nonprofit organizations and a municipality working to improve the ecological health of Long Island Sound, federal officials announced yesterday. Tracy Tullis reports on Newsday.com that grants will go to groups from Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Hampshire, as well as New York all in the Long Island Sound watershed, which extends across 16,820 square miles. The ecosystem provides habitat to more than 1,200 species of invertebrates, 170 species of fish, dozens of migratory birds, as well as harbor seals, dolphins, and whales. The grants are funded by the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation's Long Island Sound Futures Fund in partnership with the Environmental Protection Agency, the Long Island Sound Study, and the National Fish and Wildlife Service. The 39 projects address a range of problems threatening Long Island Sound, including nitrogen pollution, ghost lobster traps, eroding shorelines, and endangered shorebirds. Seven of the 39 grants this year will be directed to projects on Long Island. The MTA is once again cracking down on alcohol on Long Island Railroad trains and in stations during SantaCon NYC 2023. Coming this weekend, the ban will be in force for 32 hours from 4 a.m. on Saturday until noon on Sunday in an attempt to quell any rowdy and disorderly behavior during the annual holiday revelry. The MTA announced that those caught with alcohol on the LIRR are subject to having it confiscated, receiving summonses, and even being ejected from the train or station. Ensuring everyone has access to safe and orderly travel is a top priority, said MTA Police Chief John Muller. PFAS, the synthetic 
forever chemicals contaminating drinking water wells in various locations in and around the Calverton area are once again on the agenda of the U.S. Navy for its next meeting of the Calverton Restoration Advisory Board, which is the community liaison for the ongoing environmental cleanup of the former Grumman site. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that environmental investigators employed by the Navy have found areas of PFAS contamination, some at very high levels, at the former Naval Weapons Industrial Reserve Plant in Calverton, Long Island, that was once leased to Navy contractor Northrop Grumman. The Calverton Restoration Advisory Board, that's the RAB, its next meeting will begin tomorrow at 6.15 p.m. at Manorville Fire Department Headquarters, 15 Silas Carter Road in Manorville at 6.15 p.m. on Wednesday. Navy representatives will also host an open house just prior to tomorrow's meeting from 5.30 p.m. to 6 p.m., which will include informational displays and a chance to speak with representatives from the Navy and partnering agencies, the Navy said in a press release. At the most recent meeting of the Calverton RAB in April, Navy representatives disclosed the designation of several new areas of concern and sites for investigation and eventual cleanup of PFAS at the former Grumman site, which was deeded by the Navy to the Town of Riverhead Community Development Agency in 1998 after Northrop Grumman vacated the site. After much public backlash against the Suffolk County Industrial Development Agency's approval two months ago of $2.7 million in tax breaks for the proposed $44 million luxury hotel, the Enclaves, proposed on the main road in Southhold, the Suffolk IDA will hold a local public hearing on the proposal next Monday, December 11th at 4 p.m. at Southhold Town Hall. Beth Young of East End Beacon reports that the Southhold Peconic Civic Association is planning a public information session about the tax abatements this coming Saturday, December 9th at 10 a.m. at the Peconic Community Center on Peconic Lane in Peconic. All are welcome. Representatives of the enclaves, the IDA, and elected officials have been invited to attend. According to a press release from Southhold Town Supervisor Scott Russell announcing next Monday's local hearing, the Suffolk IDA is, quote, authorized by New York State municipal law to extend financial assistance in the form of potential exemptions from New York State sales tax, property tax, and several other costs. Such expenses can have substantial financial impacts on the town of Southhold, according to Supervisor Russell. Did you renew your New York State driver's license during the COVID-19 pandemic? If so, you could be one of 44,000 people whose licenses were suspended as of Friday. You could also be risking a fine of up to $500. When the pandemic was at its worst, Department of Motor Vehicles view offices were they were closed like many offices were closed in the world so the department let drivers renew their licenses without the required eye test james barron reports in the new york times that those who took advantage of the offer which applied to licenses that expired between march 2020 and august 2021 had to self-certify that they met the vision requirement but results of a vision test had to be submitted within a year After two years of soccer... 
players who headed the ball the most showed changes of brain structure similar to cases of mild traumatic brain injury with a slight but measurable decline in memory, according to a recent study. Nicholas Spengler reports on Newsday.com that researchers followed amateur adult soccer players from Long Island and across the tri-state area. The study joins a growing body of research into the cumulative effects of subconcussive injuries that athletes may ignore or not notice because of no immediate symptoms. In extreme cases, repeated head injuries can lead to degenerative conditions such as chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE, sometimes found in the brains of people who have played contact sports or been exposed to explosions. The study, presented late last month in Chicago at the annual meeting of the Radiological Society of North America, is the first to show that there's a measurable decline in what the brain structure looks like over a two-year period in healthy young adults, said lead author Dr. Michael L. Lipton, professor of radiology at Columbia University's Vagelos College of Physicians and Surgeons and an affiliate professor of biomedical engineering at the school. Earlier studies in the field examined retired professional football players, but these are regular people who go to school, work, and play soccer recreationally, Lipton said. More than 25 million Americans play soccer. About 100,000 Long Islanders play the game. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.